Welcome to Valuable and Vibrant Talk, a podcast about all things life, love, and relationships from the lens of a Black woman. Every Friday, we'll discuss the ups and downs of life and love and share the many lessons we've learned along the way. Most importantly, I want to remind women, remind people that you still have value no matter what you've been through. I'm your host, Carnesha Joy Emanuel. Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Valuable and Vibrant Talk podcast. I'm your host, Carnesha, and I'm so excited for today's episode. Hey, listen, um, I'm a huge reader, and my mom gave me a book in 2015, and she gave me this book in 2015, and it was like right in the middle of me trying to get myself and my finances together, and when I tell you this has um, been a valuable jewel for me, and I want to um, share we're kind of wrapping up Women's History Month has really passed and we're just excited to be in con- um, in contact with such great women and such um, groundbreaking women. So without further ado, let me introduce Mrs. Charlotte Stalling. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Karnisha. I'm delighted to be with you. So this is exciting. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Well, listen, um, we're going to get right into it. Um, so your book here. Your book, uh, my mom gave me this book in 2015. <laughs> you signed the inside. And when I tell you this was on my bedside table for many, many years. <laughs> um, and I love the title. I wish someone had told me financial lessons learned the hard way. And man, if that wasn't my, um, you could have stole that line like right out of my way. <laughs> financial lessons. And so I'm really glad that you've been able to come um, and just share with us. So can you um, just share with us, like, when did you first become aware of finances and money? And like, when did that become a thing for you? Mm, A whole thing, as the people say these days. Yeah. So I, I would say awareness was in stages, Carnesha. So Early on, um, kind of the backstory with us, our mom, my amazing, awesome, beautiful, 80-some-year-old mom, spry, good-looking mom, um, raised us by ourselves, by herself. So five of us, I'm the oldest of five kids. And someone has said to me once, like, oh, you you say that all the time. And it's like you're playing the victim. And I said, no, no, ma'am, no, sir. It is just my truth. It is my experience. It is my point of reference. And... It, it is it is what helped me on the journey to where I am today. So I say that to put it in context. I say it also to encourage someone who is listening, who is watching to say, whatever your situation is at this time doesn't mean that's how the situation will, will be forever. So I say it as encouragement. So I say it to the moms and to the kids of moms or single parents that, and this is what my mom said often. So I'm digressing a little bit. But I want to encourage someone. She said all the time, this isn't going to be this way always. I mean, that was a tape that she repeated. I think it was encouragement to herself and to us. It will not be this way always. So me and and being aware of, of money, I think early on, it was no, no awareness. Uh, we were on public um, assistance. And so there was an awareness in that when we went to the grocery store, we had food stamps. And not that it made me feel bad or any kind of way, but that was what we needed to do. And I think as we got older, as I got older, then there was a stigma associated with it. Like, oh, you're marked 
there's something wrong with you all, you're underprivileged. And so there was this shame and I think guilt that came with it, but, but that was from the outside. And so being mindful of the external noise that can come and get in our, get in our way. My mom never let that get in our way. It's like, this is what we're doing. And it's not going to be this way. Always. It's not going to be this way. Always. So we're, there was early awareness, like, okay, we're kind of in some kind of spot, but that's okay. And then as I got older, it was maybe high school. Um, she, she brought me into the fold in terms of here are the bills. Here's what we need to do. I started working at 14 and I tell people it was for real, not for fun. It wasn't like, oh, I got a job. <laughs> it was, oh, you pay some bills. Oh, you got to pay some bills. But I liked it. I felt like, oh, I'm the big girl and I'm getting to help in my family. So so there was the next stage of, of awareness and responsibility. And here's how you juggle things. And so I remember also, maybe I was like 16, and my mom was introducing us to getting credit and managing it. And this is way before your time, Carnesha. Pastor Yo probably knows about this. Let's get her on and talk to her. She yeah. probably knows. Right. It was back in the day when there were stereos, stereos. So like now it's real vogue to have a, um, you know, a turntable and have some vinyl. Girl, yeah. we had those back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> so no, my dad had one. So I know. And I really like we used to love cranking that up on Saturday mornings. Yeah. OK. OK. So you all would do that. Dad was on the ones and twos. Pastor was yeah. on the ones and twos. OK. <laughs> yeah. Before DJ Nice, you know, and everybody, it was happening. So I say that to say what my mom did, we went to like a local place and they sold what we now call electronics. And they had like a a whole stereo setup. So it was it was a floor unit and you could put your little 45s down in there and your big LPs. And it was in my name and I made installment payments on it. And that was like a big deal. And you know, the payments were like $8 or something. I don't know, but it was like, I got to make these payments. And and what she did explain, and I'm so glad. Thank you, God. I'm bringing, I'm remembering this story because she was instilling teaching credit worthiness. And this is how you establish yourself financially and you have responsibility. And I think we even had like life insurance payments. And this was back in the day. I'm so dating myself, but the insurance man would come through, get the little insurance payments. And so we'd have our envelope to be able to pay that. And we'd sign up for things at school where we could make deposits into our bank account. So the awareness again in stages So what my mom was great at doing was counterbalancing what the world and other people were trying to do to shame us into understanding, no, you're learning responsibility and being able to handle things and juggle things. So it started early. Then um, I started working and then the debt and the issues began because I think I do not think I know. I remember the very first credit card application that came. It was for American Express card. And I thought if they're fool enough to send it to me, I'm going to fill it out. And I was working part-time. I was in school and I annualized what my hourly salary was. And I just said, okay, if I'm working this many hours and filled it out, send it back in. Girl, they sent me a card. An American did- Express card. Oh, and I was what? in college. Carnation, what? did I did I not run to the mall? Yes, yes, yes. I ran because I said, let me see if it works. And it did. And, and I didn't understand. That was the beginning of the downfall, because even though my mom had instilled such great 
principles and examples um, and and yep was juggling and things it it they were good principles but I think I had felt like I've been broke so long I was in college and putting myself through school I'm, I'm gonna go spend it and that began the unraveling because with an American Express card they have different American Express cards today that are installment cards but back then it was you charge it you pay it you charge it you pay it mm-hmm. and it's real easy to go oh $30 here you swipe in and back then they yeah. kind of slid it through something $30 here $40 there $30 here and then when the bill comes it's like oh my gosh so that began the unraveling of Charlotte from a financial world but but long answer to your question in terms of the awareness I'd say it started in stages and yeah that's what it looked like mm-hmm. Well, but that's that's um, that's really great. But I, I love what you said. A couple of things. So you said that your mom um, introduced, you know, um, here are the bills. And for me, I think um, my experience was totally different because my dad took care of everything. You know, my parents took care of everything. And I had no knowledge of, you know, I don't think I even had an awareness of like, oh, mm-hmm. the lights are on because someone is right. paying or someone is, you know, making payments on this, these cars and all of these nice things that we have. So I think I was on the total opposite, just as like, oh, all this just exists and it's mm-hmm. smooth sailing. So mm-hmm. but I did mm-hmm. thing. when I got those first credit card applications, um, man, <laughs> I remember uh, filling it out, sending it back. And I remember I got my first card and I, I had some, um, somewhat of like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do right by this. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get gas and I'm going to yes. you know, do, do some things to establish, um, you know, some good credit spending uh, mm-hmm. habits. And, you know, before long, it was like, well, I'm going to just dip in the mall and just get this $2, $20 shirt. And then I'll, I'm going to go to the Mac store and get me a whole, you know. And so I found myself kind of, you know, getting off yeah. what I had initially um, planned, but uh, in the book, and I can't remember what chapter, so you talk about emotional spending. And when I read that chapter, um, I, I, I'm kind of ashamed to show my chapter because it's all like, <laughs> don't be shamed, Karnisha. You're blessing the people by just going and, and so just it's like, that transparency that helps us. So you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the emotional spending that um, really resonated with me. And that's why I kept this chapter um, highlighted because, you know, just over the course of time, I've gone through a lot of emotional ups and downs. And can you just speak to, man, this chapter is so good, but like people are like, oh, emotional spending. Oh, but like you really are mindlessly just doing something to try to make yourself feel better. And I've done the emotional spending, the emotional eating and all of that. But can you just talk to us a little bit about the mm-hmm. So, Karnisha, just as you've commented, it's real and it transcends color. It transcends, I think, gender. I think it transcends socioeconomic levels. It is it is the thing that, you know, inside of us somewhere we replace it with something to make us feel better, whatever that might be. And so I wrote about that because what I recognized after getting this credit card. So think about what I said previously. 
I filled it out. They sent it back. So it's elation. I'm excited. Somebody mm-hmm. took a bet on me. I mean, a big way. Here's this yeah. green American Express card. And I was like, ooh, balling for real with all my friends because everybody else just had visas. But yeah. I had this green card. Yeah. <laughs> and it was about, so the emotion, the emotion. So yeah. I feel like I've been broke and it wasn't just a feeling I had been broke for a very long time. You know, I'm a student, I'm a, I'm a commuter student. And, and so that's, that's how it is when you're in those phases of life. So the emotion of, ah, uh, I want to relieve that sense of being broke. Let me run to the mall. That was an emotion. That was a trigger. Well, then what I realized hindsight was I had a good day at work. Ooh, things went well. What am I going to do? Run to the mall. That was triggered by an emotion. I had a crappy day at work. What did I do? I'm going to go to the mall. Uh, me, whoever I was dating at the time, if we were bickering, I'm going to go to the mall. If we were all, everything's good. I'm going to go to the mall. Yeah. It was like everything was triggering it. And so if we're not careful, it's like understanding, oh, what's happening here? And it's no different than if it's with food or if it's with other things that maybe elicit or whatever that might be, because it takes us to the very fringes and and then it doesn't satisfy us because then when you get home and you have clothes in the closet with tags on them, it's like, what's it all about? It really didn't address the thing. And what I learned years later was I needed to, if there was this happening with whomever, need to sit down and have a conversation. Um, I tend to be one, and I've learned this about myself. I will hold stuff in. I'm, I'm type of a kind of a guardian. Ultimately, I don't like a lot of conflict. Um, I, I like things to be consistent and steady. And when there's change and upheaval, that triggers anxiety. I'm learning to talk about it, to say, that pisses me off, or I don't like that, or that's not going to work for me, or just straight no. I'm learning that versus, okay, I'm going to just roll with it. And then I'm feeling some kind of way. So let me run and go do something triggered by emotion of something that should be properly handled in a different way. And perhaps if I had learned that, so it's no fault of anybody's, perhaps if I had learned to express the emotion, whatever those feelings were in a way that was really healthy and positive and it serves me and it's a-okay. It's a-okay. And I want to do this little exercise if we can, Kardashian, if it's okay. It's it's a-okay to say, you know what, what I think and what matters is really important. Okay. So here's the exercise I want to do. Okay. We're about to do this. So everybody who's listening, I just took over a little bit. No, I love it. I love it. Okay, you said be you, so this is me being being me. So here's the exercise, and I want you to do it in the moment with me. Okay, so if you've got a piece of paper or you've got your phone, I want you to pull out your notes app, and I want you to make a list. I'm going to stop talking for 30 seconds. I want you to make a list of the top 10 most important people to you, okay? So I'm going to stop talking, give you a whole 20, 30 seconds, so we'll be quiet. Top 10 most important people to you. Okay, so while we're taking this little break, I just need to say, I hope that you're enjoying this podcast as much as I am. Listen, if you would, please take this time to share the podcast with someone you think it may be helpful for. Also, if you want to press pause and leave a review, I would be ever so grateful. Thanks. Let's get back into it. Okay, pens down, phones down. Okay, here's the question. Eyes on me, okay? 
<laughs> so where where were you on the list? Oh my gosh. Oh wow. I didn't write myself down. Mom to everybody, wife to Mr. Man, daughter of the greatest, sister to the amazing. So this isn't about making anybody feel bad, but in this moment of this emotional, uh, don't, don't, don't. So that was an exercise that I was exposed to that turned me totally around. That was good. It was good. It got you thinking? Yes. So this list, I mean, wow. Okay, so let's talk about it. So I wanted to do that because, so this thing about emotional spending, when we, this, this, this thing about taking the time to address what the real issue is, is what I had to get to a place of understanding. So instead of going and swiping a card or dropping that down for every meal, for just everything, things I didn't even need, nor did I really want, it's like step back and address what the real underlying issue is. So that takes a lot of courage, that takes a lot of bravery, and it takes us saying, I matter enough to me that I'm going to address what needs to be addressed instead of misplacing it and putting it somewhere. So this idea of where were you on the list, we won't address any financial challenges that we may experience. And this isn't even a conversation about, oh, you're having problems, you're having money problems. It's not that. It's just that money is a thing that that follows us through our whole lives. Yeah. When we're young, at different stages, we could be students, like you described, you know, got that in your card, you're out and you're shopping, yeah. you're in college, you're yeah. dating, you're married, you're going on girl trips with your friends, you're, you're working, you're trying to build your portfolio, you are starting a business, you've got children, you're trying to put them through school, you you maybe have health issues, you could be sandwiched, you're taking care of children and parents, you um, you know, are considering retirement, yeah. everything. Money is a thread. So if we use it as a cushion, yeah. as a deflection, as a thing to address stuff that really does need to get to it addressed in a different way, then we're not using it properly, we're not serving ourselves, and we have to be on the list, Carnesha. We have to matter enough to say everybody else is important, but it's just like when we fly, like the last flight you took on the for real. What did they say? Put your what on first. Put your own mask on first. Because you can't help nobody else. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's kind of the, the motivation for saying I matter enough to say, instead of doing the emotional spend, Instead of taking out my anger, my frustration on this card, which is ultimately going to create another issue for me. Yeah. Let me deal with what I need to deal with because because I'm 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 face masking. I'm oxygen masking. Yeah. So that's what that's about. Man, that that's so good and it really resonates with me because um, you know, my baby is eleven months. We're kinda in the middle of a of a transition with the pandemic and now I'm entrepreneur versus working a corporate where I was like, knew my check was coming, knew exactly how much it was going to be. And so that really resonates because I've been on an emotional kind of like, oh, like, okay, I got a check in the mail that I wasn't expecting. And then I find myself, oh, well, let me, let me hit up, you know, Target and get some candles where um, at that moment, 
you know, it's an emotional response to what's going on. But I love what you said, like, man, I, I matter enough or I'm, I'm important enough that I need to address. And even I like that you said even the feelings of elation. Oh, I had a great day at work. Let me go to the mall because I've experienced that, too. So, man, that that is such a good um, such a good illustration and good good point. Now, um, because we live in this, um, you know, social and kind of microwave um society like everything wants to happen quick so in um as it relates to your journey and how you got to the place to where you are today can you just speak to i mean because some of the young ladies that i mentor and speak to are just so um adamant about having stuff done quick and you know right around the corner but can you just speak to because i you know was just reviewing a little bit in the book and you said, you know, you worked for this company for 20 plus years and you worked for, you know, did this for this many years. Can you just speak to like a, a, a slow and steady pace versus everything, you know, happening overnight? Yeah. So I think it is, you know, it's different. There used to be a, a badge of honor if you said, yeah, I've been somewhere, you know, 10 years, 20 years, and now people look at me like, what's wrong with you? Why'd you stay there? Right, right, right. right. Yeah, so, so I acknowledge that it's a different landscape and, yeah. um, you know, it's different, yet there is something to be said for stick to and longevity and consistency. So whether it is working a job or working your financial yeah. strategy, whatever that might be, that's what it takes because it's not this instant Instagram and I'm not bashing anything. It's just, it's just not like that. And think about it. Your parents, yeah. your, your father, a successful engineer, he didn't get there overnight. It's just, no. you're building a business. You're, you're a podcaster. You do so many other things. You've got yeah. a bunch of, of, of recordings of, of interviews under your belt. That yeah. builds up to that. Yeah. It didn't happen overnight. And you've learned things. You pivot just now. We had to pivot. Man. So it's the same with our finances. You learn to do some things in the moment. But here's the deal. Ooh, this, this is good. Thank you, guys. So I read this book years ago, and it's called uh, The Timing of God. Mm. And it talked about two key elements. There's something called chronos time, and there's yes. something called kairos. Yes. And that chronos time, think about it, chronology, chronological, it's yeah. the order of things. And I'm doing this little, it's the order of things. Things have to happen in an order for us to get where we're supposed to get. So yeah. think about it on a clock, on a watch face, you can't get to 12 o'clock. You cannot get to 12 o'clock until you've been where, Carnesha? 11. <laughs> and, you, and you still can't get to 12 yes. you've been to 1155 and 1155 and a half and 1159 even yes. to so there is an order of things we can't rush it we can't speed through it now that's not to say it's supposed to take 12 years or 10 years to get some lessons or to achieve the things that we desire but there's just no other way so the kairos time the kairos and I may be mispronouncing it, but the idea is things seem like they just appeared. And I yes. always like the Grammys were just on and they'll have the best new artist of the year. Yeah. And, and it's like, but they're not new. They've uh -uh. been out here grinding. They've been out here. They've been grinding. They've been doing it. I think of Chloe and Haley. They're young yes. women. 
But they were they were on the internet. I think of Cardi B. She was doing her thing on uh, whichever yeah. platform before you know she she became known and loving hip hop and all of that. And I'm just saying, people are doing the work behind the scenes. And yeah. Cairo says like everything comes together at that time. It's like God saying, okay, now is the time. Why? Because you've been doing the stuff. You've been doing the stuff. Yes. You've been working the chronological piece of it. So I, I would just say to anybody who, and, and it's not just a younger generation. I think it's all of us. We want things to happen and we want them to happen quick, but there is a, a sense of timing around everything. And the more that we can understand that and what I've come to do, Karnesha, is, is to be where I am, be, be where I am, be fully present to that, take in everything that I can, the experience of it. So if it was some crazy credit card stuff, um, you know what, what am I to learn from this? What can I share with someone? How can I do differently? So this is not a path that I'm going down again. And, and, and if it, what it means, like I'm a for real, there was a time I had like 20 different credit cards. Ain't nothing cute about that. <laughs> but it's like three American Express cards and this and that and the other, not good. So, but I'm in a position to say to somebody that that does not impress anybody. It doesn't help you. It doesn't, nothing. You just work in your way out of some things. And I can say it with not just authority, but authenticity and a yeah. real, and, and compassion and understanding what gets us there. It's that emotional stuff. So just pump your brakes. It's going to be all right. Yeah. I love that. So, 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 um, I checked out your website and this tagline that you have on here just really spoke to me. And I wonder if you can just share. So it says winning without perfection or permission. Man, can you just speak to because I mean, there's been so much emphasis on women just being able to, you know, step into their rightful places. But, you know, there have been so many, you know, maybe invisible walls for women. But can you just speak to how did you get to the point where you said, you know what, without perfection and without permission? Speak mm -hmm. to that. Ooh, so, Karnisha, I wish I could say I came on that like years ago, but not the case. I it, it was about it was about a year ago. In fact, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was hired to speak at a conference and they needed a title of what I was going to talk about. And I, I just felt like I cannot talk about the same things that I've been talking about. I have a few different topics that I love and get hired to speak on often, but I wanted something different. And I reached out, found a freelancer who was on, online, um, I think it was Upwork. And I just made this quick post and I just said, I need a brilliant, great writer, like to help me come up with a title for a talk, yeah. like in an hour. And I just said, I'll just put it out there. A guy from Newfoundland, Newfoundland, his name is Bruce. Newfoundland, he responded, and this guy is brilliant. He, um, and, and there's, there's, there's more to this I want you to get. So he responded, and I just said, I, I just need some great, quick writing. My sister's brilliant with, with topical kinds of things. I have another great friend who's brilliant with, with wordsmithing. I couldn't reach any of them, thus my reach out to him. And he said, you know what? I never generally do this because he's very involved in a lot of tech stuff. But he said, I just popped on. And we had a conversation in a few minutes. And I said, you know what? I want to speak to people about this frustration I've had, which is I want things to be 
you know, just right before I launch or I second guess myself and I'm going to go ask Carnisha what she thinks. And then I'm going to ask Carnisha's father what he thinks. And then right. I'm going to ask Carnisha's mother. And then I'm going to ask Carnisha's husband what they think. And then I'm going to sit and ponder it all and not do anything. Like that has been my middle name. And I'm tired of it. I'm over it. Yeah. And I was just kind of saying that to the writer guy. And he said, it sounds like you really want to win. And it's like, yeah, I do. And I know other people do too. And this audience, this is what the meeting planner had described. It's like the people who are going to be there are folks who, you know, feel like they can't make progress. They can't get forward. And I was like, I can so relate. And I was describing this to Bruce and he was saying, it sounds like you want to win. And I said, yeah. And he said, but it sounds like you really want perfection. And I said, yeah, sometimes because you want it to be right. You want it to be perfect. And so you, you labor over it. You don't just jump in there. And he's like, yeah. And he said, and it sounds like this thing, you feel like you need to get permission. And I said, I think so. It's like, I got to check with a bunch of people. And yeah, he said, yeah. really don't. So he said, I think this is it. And, and like literally together, we said, you know what, it's, it's winning without perfection or permission. And I was like, Lord, that is, that what is so good. So that's become my like mantra for real. And you know, what is winning? It is, it's not just a one-time thing. It's ongoing. Yeah. It's consistency. And it's, it's trusting ourselves, Karnisha. It's trusting what you have inside you. It's like you launching your podcast. It's you yeah. trusting that there is a place for you in the sea, in yes. the sea of yes. other women who are moms, who are wives, who are who have left corporate to launch, there's yeah. a sea of women who do the very same, but yet you've trusted yeah. within you to know that, that there, there, there's some of those women, because you're operating from a place of plenty, not lack, there's some people that only you can speak to. I'll never reach them. Your right. parents won't, your husband won't, they're waiting just for you. So you didn't wait for someone's permission to do that. You did consult, I imagine, with people. You got yeah. good advice. The Bible talks about that. But you trusted yourself and you didn't say, okay, when everything's perfect, I'm going to do it. Because even if you get to the place of perfection, it's going to change because that's our world. So that's what it's about. That's what winning looks like. And so that, that is my everything. It encourages me. I've got mm -hmm. friends now saying, that, girl, we're going to win. We're going to do it without perfection, without permission. Yes. I got me some t-shirts made. We're going to pop those soon. I love so. it. Yeah, so that's what that's what that's about. But that's how it came, and and I, I can't say it happened years ago. It it was literally in the last year, and I feel like that is that is the thing that so many people, so many teams, so many leaders struggle with. And I don't want us to struggle anymore with it. I want us to leap, launch, go forward, and trust ourselves. Yeah, I love that, and I I really it, res it resonated with me because, like you said, I started the podcast. Me and my husband had started another business, and so you know you have that tendency to say, "Oh, it's got to be you know to the T perfect." And so what we've been saying is DNP, so done, not perfect. Oh, that's good. So when that's I good. Thought that I was like, yes, yes, yes. It kind of just you know affirmed what we've been yes, saying. Yes, that's good. Even working with my parents and trying to you know transition the ministry over to virtual in the midst of a pandemic has been like uncharted waters. And so for me trying to encourage them, Hey guys, we do got to put something out. Like it, it you know, we yeah. don't have $50,000 cameras. We don't have, you right. know, huge led screen, but like, let's put out exactly, I mean, to our best of our ability. So I exactly. love that. That's good. And then, you know, what happens, you know, what happens is we, 
we grow, we evolve, we start somewhere. And here's what a part of that conversation is that I had with the gentleman that day. And this can be applicable to our finances for sure. Yeah. Um, this, this, this is a true story. So I, my background is in investing in financial services with American Express and what is now Ameriprise Financial. And so we were working on a project. We had a big mass team, massive team, and we were trying to get something out. And we were having meeting after meeting after meeting about, you know, what should it look like? What should we do? What should we do? And, and the competitors were out there and they were just, just being visible and, Finally, somebody said, maybe we don't have to have an A-plus product. Maybe it doesn't even have to get a letter grade A. Maybe we just get there. We just, we just get there. And then we're able to assess, pull back and decide, is maybe us entering the market at, say, a C? Like if we were getting a letter grade on a paper, if we got a C, let's just enter there, pull back, figure out, do we need to be B-plus? We need to, ooh, we can be fine at this C. Oh, no, we really got to step our, our game and be an A. We won't know while we're sitting here and contemplating and discussing it and meeting to keep meeting. And that was such a pivotal light bulb moment. And so in having that conversation with Bruce from Newfoundland, he, <laughs> that's what was a, a light bulb, I think, for both of us to say, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. So I love what you and your husband say. And, and the spin that I use or I've heard is, Done is better than perfect. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. We get it done. We step back. We assess. So I love that you and your husband are using that and going forward. Same with our money. Start where you are. And I often say this to people, no shame, no blame. Start where you are. We, we're not even going to worry about the past, how it was, what we did do yesterday, this morning relative to our money. I'm, I'm listening to this and I'm going to start here with what I know. And if it's one key concept, one idea, I'm going to start there, go forward. And that's what we're going to do. And then I'll perfect that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love it. Thanks for joining us this week on Valuable and Vibrant Talk. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information or to find out more about our guests, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Valuable Vibrant Official and at my website, www.carnishajoy.com. As always, please subscribe to the show to catch every new episode. See you next time.